and welcome to Swing Smarter Newsletter Monthly. This is your host, Joey Myers from the Hitting Performance Lab. And with me today, I'm honored, Mr. Danny Cahill. And it's Cahill, right? Or am I saying the last name right? Yeah, Cahill. And Danny is one of, he's an instructor like myself. We've been back and forth on social media in a good way over the last couple years. He knows a lot. He's one of those guys that's out there researching, studying, and learning all the time. And Danny has a unique perspective aside from the mechanics, which we could get into in this call, but maybe more of a part two. But because this edition or this issue of Swing Smarter Monthly Newsletter is the theme is timing, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the timing of recruiting. And Danny, oh, first, welcome to the show. <laughs> and, uh, and number two, uh, Danny is involved in a scouting group, a uh, scouting program, and we're going to go into that because of the whole COVID thing. I wanted to ask you, Danny, what is the difference? Because we had a call with Coach Rob Bruno, who is a development, he has a development organization in, in Northern California called NorCal Baseball, and we talked a lot about that kind of recruiting. You know, you know uh, Rob Bruno? So, so tell me, tell me what the difference is in what you're doing on the scouting side. All right. So, what we do is we have a platform called Area Scouts, and it started with an initiative towards keeping kids healthy. Um, that is our primary objective, and so we have incorporated a three-pronged approach, where we have a doctor of sports medicine. Dr. Anthony Amzillo, who worked for Dr. James Andrews for over six years. Um, he put together a base program, which stands for Biomechanics, Athleticism, Sequence, and Endurance. And it's an exam that we run the kids through, and we test them out. And they put all the metrics and all the measurements onto their profile page that's created on the Area Scouts platform. Then we do all the typical metrics testing for the kid through Diamond Kinetics or blast motion, and then we're also going to incorporate hit track data and Rapsodo in the future. Um, so we put all of that in there, in their platform profile. And then the third part, part is a uh, scouting report. And Mike Medici is a professional uh, major league scout for 12 years, and he designed a course for us to go through to make sure we understand how to evaluate players correctly. And then he reviews most of the reports to ensure that we're doing it correctly. And then all of that data gets put into an algorithm that spits out a number for each player. And we start from age 8, which is for the fun stuff. So kids 8 to 12, it's really just a fun thing to get them used to making healthy choices and good decisions in life and mm -hmm. preparing to play at a high level, stay healthy, all that stuff. And then when they get to 13, it starts to get a little bit more formal. and there's a ranking system that's in place, and it really helps um, keep the kids on track. We can put game statistics in there for them if they want to. And then basically what they're doing is over a long period of time, they're building a history of development that when it comes time for recruiting, so when they are in high school, and a college coach comes along asking about the player, with one click of a button, they can basically give that coach their entire history of trainers they've worked with, teams they've played on, coaches uh, they've played under, uh, development numbers, metrics, physical attributes, all their growth and history 
will be in one place. And so that coach will have a really good look at who they're getting as a recruit. I love, I love, I love that. And I, I think when we talked a couple of days ago, you were telling me a little bit more about the program, telling me basically what you're talking about now. And I said, that's kind of like a Carfax report when you buy a car. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the cool part is, is that you mentioned COVID. Yep. And these evaluations can be done over a Zoom call uh, for the most part. We can utilize videos. You know, a kid can go to the field with his father or mother or friends, and they can just film them, you know, doing the different exercises and stuff like that, send it over to me, and we can actually analyze it that way. Um, everyone, for the most part, either knows someone or has uh, those timing kinetic sensors or they're near a hit tracks machine or somewhere where they can go hit and we can get an accurate reading of what they're doing as far as that goes. Um, so this is kind of a COVID-proof system. Um, the difference between area scouts, so the main thing that I want everybody to know, and what separates this, and the reason why I'm so intrigued by it. Versus like be, be recruited and all these other ones that they're, that yeah. kids are getting into, yeah. Yeah, you have the, you have your typical thing, so like you have NCSA, which is basically, you know, a profile, mm -hmm. and then they'll blast off some emails for you, and that's, that's great, but then you have like a perfect game or a PBR where it's like a, uh, showcasing system with a profile. But see, what Area Scouts does is we take it a step further and we actually teach you how to improve all of those metrics. You know, we have a staff of directors. Um, Fred McGriff is our hitting director, for example. I know a Hall of Fame hitter who puts uh, curriculums together that with a click of a button they, the kids can access a YouTube video from Fred McGriff, that gives them some insight as to what they can be doing to improve in a certain area they might be deficient in. They also work with individual trainers like myself and like yourself, wherever they are. Like So if they already are working with you, that's terrific. Um, this platform is designed to throw up a red flag in an area that we feel they might want to improve in, and then they take that to you mm -hmm. and say, hey, coach, you know, it says here that I should probably try to improve on this particular aspect of my swing or I need to get a little bit stronger in this area and then they can work with whatever coaches they're already working with. So that's, that's the difference is where the, the player actually gets an alert It says, based on our data, you are deficient in this particular area compared to the peers of your age group and your strength and your size and whatever. So. It's really, really unique in that aspect. It's a one-of-a-kind system, and it's going to be the, we believe it's going to be the future of recruiting. Yeah, I think so, too. And how long have they been online like this, doing this particular program? So the Area Scouts platform was designed and was in the works for about eight years, going back and forth, doing all kinds of different things, and then it just rolled out about eight months ago um, with the the initial phase, you know, bringing on some evaluators. I was actually the first evaluator that was brought on board. Mm -hmm. um, and now we have, I think, 60 or 70 across the country. Um, we're trying to have every state covered, and within every state, we want to basically have every zip code covered mm -hmm. to make sure that every player in the country who wants to be a part of the Area Scouts platform has somebody nearby who they can see in person. Mm -hmm. and who can actually go watch and play games 
Um, we want this to be a hands-on thing. I mentioned the COVID uh, proof system that we have, but that's still not optimal. Right. It's always best for kids to have a relationship with a coach and um, and a trainer, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So we are we are building out a team. We're looking for um, experienced and hungry coaches, both male and female. We do softball and baseball, and. We want to really help the girls because they don't really have a lot out there like the boys do as far as recruiting goes. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be, this is going to help them a lot. But it's it's just so much fun to be able to track progress, you know, measure results. We have this saying that we use, you know, it says uh, we want to be able to prove it. You know, there's folks out there who, we train and do a really good job of helping players get better, and now they have a platform that can actually show their work, which is nice. And then, like you said, on the other side, there are those out there that aren't doing a very good job of developing kids, and then those will also be seen and exposed. That's right. I was just trying to keep it positive. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Parents want to know. Yeah. Parents want to know both sides. Yep. No, that's a really good point, though. There are a lot of folks out there who are are taking advantage of unknowing families. Um, you know, I've been in this industry now, I would call it the baseball development industry for, for about 12 years, and I've coached for about 20. And things are different today because everything has become monetized. Yep. And, you know, there's, whether you're for it or against it is kind of irrelevant. It's happened, and now I believe that I'm in a position where I can help people navigate the, uh, the scary landscape that's out there and really make sure that they're not being taken advantage of, they're not going to multiple showcases where it's just the same coaches there and looking at the same players, and they're really just collecting checks from people. Um, we want to make sure that we're actually helping families and the kids get better. You know, there's not... I don't really think there's much value. Anybody can create a profile. They can do that on a Facebook page or an Instagram page or Twitter and put themselves out there. That's easy. What do you do afterwards to improve the profile itself and make all the numbers better? Right. And that's where we come in. Right. And and that was the downside to a lot of the Zap at at the time, and now they're not in the baseball space anymore, but Black Motion and Swing Tracker and Hit Tracks. All those things are great. We we just call them. Some of them are really, really expensive calculators. The problem is, is that you can have those numbers, but how do you improve those numbers? How do you get a player to hit the ball farther? How do you get a player to hit more consistent line drives? How do you get a player to be on time more often? And that's what you're talking about: is how do we develop and help that hitter get better in those different areas in both baseball and and softball. And that's where I think the divide is right now between data and those former major, major leaguers out there. Is they think, well, data, schmata, and then the other guys are are talking about, well, data is everything. You got to have these numbers and things. But we have to have a, I think, a mesh of both. We have to have an interweaving of both. You need the former's input knowledge, but you also need the data to back up whether good or bad, whether this is working or it's not working. And um, that's where I feel like you guys are are ahead of the game when it when it comes. You're much more agile, much more mobile with this area, and I think you're filling a pretty good hole of where the B recruited and some of the other ones you mentioned are 
the showcase type ones. Uh, they're, and they're all good. They're all good. But what's going to happen is, is sure, they, they cost money. Um, but at some point, there's going to be so much competition that that price is going to get driven down. And then everybody and their mother is going to be on these sites. And so then how does a coach or a recruiter or a scout going to sift through a lot of the noise? And I think, like you said, a Carfax for athletes having that report, and I, I assume you guys are doing like if their player's injured, then that's going to get put on too, and then how they recover from that injury, so coaches get to see that. Yeah, actually that's a, um, everything you just said was spot on, and um, the injury portion of it, remember that is our foundation. Our primary goal is actually to help kids stay healthy. Right. Um, and that's those metrics in the base exam comes with hundreds of exercises, corrective exercises, to help strengthen areas of weakness and improve red flag areas. Whether it's a delivery issue for a pitcher, and we call on Josh Side, who's our national director of pitching, he works for the Chicago Bulls. Yep. He's got all these videos set up for the kids to help with mechanical stuff. But then you have Dr. Renzillo's exercises, which strengthen the important areas that kids get hurt all the time. You know, we don't want to see kids get Tommy John surgery. Right. We're trying to help. There's this notion out there that just because you play baseball, your arm should always hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's just not true. Yeah. If you do everything correctly and you strengthen the areas at a young age and you're, and you're careful, you can reduce that risk of injury significantly. But, of course, nobody's guaranteeing that you're not going to get hurt. You are throwing a baseball. Which a lot. Anything can happen. Sure, but there's a yeah, a lot. That's a good that's a good word to use. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have we have pitch pitch numbers uh, charts and stuff that we've used that we've taken from Dr. James Andrews and we implement that into our program to try to help little league and the younger kids stay healthy. Um, you know, overuse is a big deal. Yep. Um, but then again, we don't want underuse either. Yep. Sometimes we baby the kids too much. Yep. To get to develop. So, but with Regards to the tech versus, I know that there's, it's a new school, old school. Uh, those are the words that are used. Yep. I don't know that, you know, if that's the way you want to say it, it's fine. I guess I would say I'm right in the middle. Um, I'm 48 years old, so I'm old enough to know what it was like before all the technology and to just go outside and play when the sun comes up and come home when it gets dark. Right. Like that, I grew up that way. And then, but I'm not so old to where I don't understand the technology and the new distractions that kids have today that we never have. We never have. Right. But, um, I think these kids sometimes get a bad rap because they're they're called lazy and they're called, you know, they don't want to just go out and put the work in and all this other stuff when in fact it's just they have so many other options now that we didn't have. So it's a, it takes a certain mindset to get involved with training and using technology to me keeps those kids involved. Um, like hitting with a hit tracks machine, you mentioned how expensive it is. It's like $20,000 for a machine, and that's expensive for sure. Um, at the same time, we're not having the kids buy one. They just need to be near a facility that may have one and right. use it every once in a while as a team or whatever. But, right. but anyways, as far as the measuring everything, I think it's important. That's how you show progress. But you should not be trading towards a number. In other words, um, I've seen kids ruin their swing just because they're trying to ramp up that exit velocity number or, um, and I think you understand 
that part of it as well. Yeah, blindly, blindly trying to increase it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want to you want to increase it for the right reasons and, and through the right type of training. Um, I think something that we need to improve on, uh, speaking from a hitter's perspective, a hitting coach uh, can't be measured. Um, there's a there's a term out there that's used, but I think it's misunderstood. Uh, a phrase called launch quickness. Mm -hmm. um, to me, what that means is when a hitter decides to swing, how long does it take from that decision in their brain to get to the actual act of swinging? And that's really something we can't measure unless they have some sort of wires attached to their brain. Right. And we have brain waves. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know how you would ever know how long that takes. I understand the trigger to impact, but that's a physical movement. Right. We're talking about the thought itself. Okay, I'm, I got to go. And then from there, how long does it take you to actually go? Right. Um, that we could measure that somehow, and maybe some technology will come out someday to where we can measure that, and you can improve that. I believe that's what separates the best uh -huh. of the best from the rest. And uh, you know, they, they just have a longer time to wait. They can see the ball longer. They can and they can decide, make better decisions, and get there. Um, but yes, that all that fighting and stuff. I've been through those wars. Uh, I have friends who are data only. Yep. Um, I'm not a fan of that at all. I think at some point you got to kind of just have a feel for the game as well. Um, and, I, and I have old school guys who just don't believe in any technology, and I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's the uh, I always talk about the Goldilocks golden rule, right? Yeah. And that she don't want the porridge that was too hot. She didn't want it was too cold. She wanted the one that was just right. So I think you got to have enough understanding of the analytics side to where you can look at numbers and saber metrics and, and not all of them because they're they're getting much more specific every oh, it's almost like every passing day you get uh, what like uh, was a movie Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck one of my favorites for getting out of a slump when I was playing uh, for those that have seen that before and he goes uh, when they were trying to get him out of I think he was at the Yankees at the beginning of the movie and they were going to release him. And he's old, you know, he's getting in his years, his veteran stuff, and they were going to release him. And he's putting up a fight, and he says, why well, led this any, this team in ninth inning doubles in the month of August? <laughs> and the coach looks at him like, what? <laughs> but, okay, so, so some sabermetrics, yeah, it's getting pretty specific. I mean, they can almost get down to the granule a lot of times. But just your basic ones, even your Moneyball, if you can stick to Moneyball, the movie or the book, and just stick to the OPS and... Uh, slug, or even, yeah, slugging percentage, on-base percentage, even if you just can know those and, and know why batting average may be not the best metric and those kind of things, are, it's good to know that. But you also got to know on the swing side what feel cues are, what happens, the difference between real and feel, what's real, what really happens versus what the player feels, like a Barry Bond saying he gets on top of the ball or he swings down or whatever. Of course, that's not what they really do, but... In order to get the result that they get, they use that cue, and and it's not for everybody. There are certain hitters that use it, you know, swing down. There are certain hitters that we use swing up to, although rare, I would say. But it's a good adjustment cue, and I would even piggyback on what you said with the the launch quickness, where that decision in the brain to to take the swing, the decision to commit. Uh, the other thing that I think the best do really well is they make adjustments. They make on the fly adjustments more often, more frequent than the average player. And I was one of those average players. It took me, I'd have to fly out four times in a game before I'd say, you know what, maybe I need to try and swing down a little bit more. 
to get that line dry, more of a line drive, right? So it would take me four bats, and then the next game I was I was back. But the guys like Mike Trout, they'll take a swing, and based on how that swing was and the result, they'll make an adjustment right away. Is, is that what you're seeing too? Yes, that's actually a great point, and you are correct. Only the elite hitters, though, I believe, can do that. Um, you know, I, I think when you're talking about pitch-to-pitch, my favorite right-handed hitter of all time is Manny Ramirez because mm-hmm. of how meticulous he was. Yep. And um, he told stories about how he would sit on a pitch an entire series. Yeah, I heard that too. Like you, yeah, and you're facing different pitchers each day, so it's like you're talking about different pitchers, but one pitch, and he's like, "Yep, I just sit on that curveball, and when I got it, I never missed it." And then, but he, I would also see him or hear him talk about setting pitchers up. Mm-hmm. So what you see or we see as a as an adjustment that somebody's making, they're so good that they've actually put a game plan in place to where they make themselves look a certain way on a certain pitch just so they'll get that pitch. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm, I heard that too. We see that, at, yeah, we see that as an adjustment when all along he, that's what he planned on doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, it's, uh, yeah, these, these guys are at a different level when it comes to the thought process and stuff. But, but just the physical swing itself, you know, as somebody who's never played at that high of a level, um, I almost feel guilty questioning anything that they do. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I'm more of a teach what actually happens kind of guy. And I believe that these guys talk about their feel, and this is meant as no disrespect to all of the Hall of Famers yeah. on TV. Or the current players or, yeah. Yeah, no, not like that, but I can tell you from personal experience that the guy who works with kids is when they see someone like A-Rod mimic his swing down to the ball like that, and then they come and try to do it themselves, it really, really harms their ability to hit the ball. Right. And because kids are literal learners. Mm-hmm. They see it, they hear it, swing down to the ball, so they do it. And every one of those guys is guilty of that. Pujols and A-Rod and Trout and all they all yep. And that's great. Yep. That's great that that's what they're doing. All I'm asking them to do is not show it to everybody else. <laughs> or, or at least explain it and say, hey, I swing up as Trout. Right, I swing up. I'm, I'm really good down in the zone and away in the zone. And I have more of a tendency to uppercut. So I tell myself to get on top of the ball. And that helps me to stay more flat with the plane of the pitch. If they would say that, that I would be okay with what they're what they're saying with swing down and all that. But they don't. Like you said, kids are literal learners, and you tell them to swing down, and you don't tell them why. You do it, then their 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 swing swinging down versus Mike Trout getting on top or, or Pujols swinging down is going to look completely different. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's all I ask. I am that maybe I'm overstepping in that you know, whatever, but I'd say, um, you know, I just feel like there is a natural swing where the kid, when he's five years old and he takes the ball in the backyard and he throws it up and he tries to hit it as far as he can, I think that's the closest to what he's supposed to be swinging like. Right, right. His body will organize the way it's supposed to and all that stuff, and I think every major leaguer can tell you the same thing. Um, And... All these guys are different too, the way they learn and, and train. So it's I'm not a one size fits all kind of guy. My hitters all look different mm-hmm. because because they probably I think they should. 
you watch a major league lineup, they all look different. Yep. Except for they all do get to certain points in the swing. You know, like that is true. Right. Um, but they all look different doing it. They all have different body types, different length, arms, legs. They see uh, some see better than others. Mm -hmm. You know, some. It's just, so how could they possibly move the exact same? It's just not not going to happen. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, along your lines on the, the major leaguers, I, I just don't think, I think people that discount what they say is completely wrong, and instead of saying, well, A-Rod said that and he's completely off, you, you should ask almost, well, how can that work? How can what he said work? And, and instead of just completely discounting. So, yeah, we're, we're on the same page there. We don't want to discount the big leaguers, the Hall of Famers, the former ones, the current ones, and the future ones, right? Um, but but I think both sides, both data and the like old school, new schools, which you said, I think there, I think there's a, a joining, uh, interweaving of, of the two. We just got to get them to come to terms. But hey, before before I ask you where we can find more, I wanted to circle back uh, back to area scouts. And I know we were talking about money and cost money, and hey, you things gotta you can't do stuff for free. And so uh, area scouts, it does cost it does cost money to do and to be able to use the system because there are people that are involved that are doing work behind the scenes, and there's software that's being used, and so there's uptime on that, and there's all kinds of things that go into it. So uh, go ahead and briefly just describe what some of those costs are with area scouts. Well, it's good that you brought that up because I did skip over that part, and it is really um, another reason why I was all in with Area Scout is because the cost. Uh, it's really inexpensive, and in today's travel ball age, it feels as though we are pricing out some kids, and I don't like that. I think everybody should be able to play if possible. So the cost, like you said, there are people to pay. The, the web designers, the um, software designers, you know, we have folks all around, we have folks in different countries who are working on the back side of the stuff. And then, um, it's $97 is what it costs to get an initial evaluation done, which is a, that three-pronged approach I told you. Yep. You get the basic exam, you get all your metrics testing, and you get a scouting report, basically all for $97. It takes about an hour. Uh, and you recommend that quarterly, right? Quarterly? Yep. 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 Okay. And it's a good idea to get that done at least three, three times a year, and depending on the type of program you're in, like if you're in a development program already, um, that price can be can be built into whatever you're already doing. So the $97 is a little flexible on the future evaluations. Yep. Um, but yes, um, that's the, the initial cost is always $97, and then it's only $25 a month to have the platform profile to store all your data, you can go in there and upload your own videos. Your evaluator is going to go in there and add videos. You get access, exclusive access. So those videos I mentioned from Fred McGriff, yep. for example, only the folks that are on the Area Style platform paying as a premium subscriber that $25 a month can access. They can't be shared with anybody. So it's you know you get you get pretty cool access. Um, by having the premium subscription, which is just $25 a month. There's no kind of, uh, uh, what do they call it? You're not locked Extra. in any, like annual. Yeah, yeah, cancel. Cancel anytime. Mm -hmm. And we do offer discounts for those who do want to pay for an entire year uh, up front. Like an annual subscription. 
Yeah, yeah. it's the price to 20 bucks a month, and you get like three evaluations on an average of like $60 each or something like that. Very cool. Very cool, man. Well, hey, uh, I don't want to be respectful of your time. Where can people find you, uh, where you're at right now, uh, online? Where can people find you? So the, as far as social media goes, I'm on Twitter at Coach K Hill, and I am on Instagram at Hit Doctor. That's H-I-T-T-R. Don't spell it out. <laughs> and there's uh, <laughs> areascouts.com. Pretty simple there. And uh, you'll be able to find everything you need to in there. Then you'll get directed to, it's, it's state by state. So we have evaluators all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, you know, one of those question boxes in there. You can always request to talk to me personally if you want to. And the area scouts folks just direct everything that, you know, I need those types of questions towards me. And where are you located, Danny? There you go. I'm in Connecticut, and I'm the Northeast Hitting Director and Regional Evaluator for Area Scouts. So, um, I am excited and really just, I like serving the, the youth community and um, just helping kids get better. I like ruining the pitcher's day. <laughs> <laughs> by teaching my kids how to hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have an agenda beyond that. It really is just as much as trying to be a positive role model to kids. Um, I know you have to go. I really would like to take just 10 seconds and sure. put in there. Go ahead. You know, in, a, in this day and age, we live in a country where the father is just not present in the home as, uh, as much as in the past. And I believe the coach's role is vital to our kids' future here in America. And um, I just want to be one of those guys that these kids can look up to and uh, they can lean on for support. I can provide them with a real male figure to follow. So I just wanted to throw that hey, Amen to that, man. That, and that is a great, that's a great way to end this, end this call on. And I'm sure we'll have other part, part twos and part threes. But yeah, that is a great one. And having that, that male figure, a lot of great moms out there doing double duty, having to be mom and dad, and and uh, so not taking away from mom the moms out there, but man, I just uh, I have friends that are single parents, and it, it's tough, but um, nothing like having both mom and dad there to uh, to help out. So, Danny, hey, we're honored to have you in the hitting community. Thank you for your time today, and uh, I'll be in touch. I get all your stuff, the audio and the transcription over. But uh, thank you, sir. Ha- have a good rest of your week, brother. Thank you. Keep, keep, keep up the good work. You too. All right. Bye-bye.